0: hello hello this is the aesthetic vibes podcast and i am your host amy this podcast is based around relevant and completely irrelevant topics sometimes the deep and meaningful and other times pretty meaningless topics there are way too many negative vibes in the universe so let's hang out together and spread aesthetic vibes Today's episode. Today we're going to discuss the term gaslighting, including what it means and how to deal with people who might be gaslighting you. Um, pre-warning: I'm feeling a little bit agitated about this topic. The term gaslighting kind of shits me, and I'll explain why in a little bit. Um, anyway, let's get going. I'm hearing the term gaslighting being thrown around an awful lot at the moment. People claiming to be gaslit by others. In a lot of instances people using the term aren't exactly using it correctly and probably don't understand what the actual concept of gaslighting is. So let's go right back to the basics before we go any further on this topic. The term gaslighting actually means manipulating someone through a psychological mean into doubting their own sanity. Gaslighting in its full glory can actually be psychological abuse. So the term really shouldn't be thrown around lightly. And it is at the moment and has been for some time. I'm hearing a lot of people on social media using the term very frequently. I think people who are using it aren't aware of the seriousness of the term Gaslighting. The term gaslighting comes from a 1938 play by Patrick Hamilton um, and this play was called Angel Street and later developed into a film called Gaslight by Alfred Hitchcock. So this is a suspense film where a manipulative husband tries to make his wife think she's losing her mind by making subtle changes in their environment including slowly and steadily dimming the flame on a gas lamp. Not only does he disrupt her environment, and he makes her believe she's insane, but he also abuses and controls her, cutting her off from her family and friends. Consequently, the wife begins second-guessing herself, her feelings, her perceptions, and her memories. Additionally, she feels neurotic, hypersensitive, and out of control, Which, at its fundamental level, is the goal of gaslighting. It's to really leave the individual feeling unsure of what is true and what isn't. Because this film was an accurate portrayal of the controlling and toxic action that manipulative people use, psychologists and counsellors soon began to label this type of emotional abuse as gaslighting. So gaslighting in a relationship is where there's two parties. One is typically the abuser who misleads the other with a false narrative. So the victim of gaslighting will start to feel really unsure about their perceptions of the world. And they'll at times question their own sanity. Gaslighting can occur in any type of relationship and is generally a power that is used to manipulate someone. So gaslighting is a technique that undermines a person's perception of reality and when is gaslighting another person they may second guess themselves, their memories, events and their own perceptions. After communicating with the person who is gaslighting the individual may often feel a little dazed and they might wonder what's wrong with me? They may be encouraged to think that they're actually to blame for something or that they're being too sensitive. The seriousness of the term doesn't end here. In fact, it only gets worse. People known of gaslighting can be pathological liars with narcissistic tendencies. Gaslighters will lie, change stories, and they won't back down from the point they're making. Gaslighters truly have people questioning themselves and will often use phrases like, oh, you're making this up. Well, that never happened. People who gaslight will often talk about you behind your back, telling other people that you are unstable emotionally. People hearing the information may side with the gaslighter because they are damn good at manipulation and lying. Often the gaslighter will go as far as making things up. For example, they might tell you another person had said something about you which they in fact haven't. When you ask a gaslighter a question they don't like, or maybe you call them out on something they've said that is inconsistent, they will often change the topic or just not answer that question. I had a gaslighter in my life who did exactly this, would lie about every little teeny tiny thing she possibly could. Then when I caught her in a lie and would call out the discrepancy, She'd change the topic, refuse to answer the question, or in some instances, put on the waterworks. (laughs) Start crying. Oh, woe is me. (laughs) Absolutely ridiculous. For gaslighters, they have often usually told so many lies that they can't keep everything straight. Gaslighters will often trivialize your emotions to minimize your feelings and communicate with you that you are wrong or you shouldn't have those feelings. They might often claim that you're overreacting, you're being too sensitive, or you just need to chill out. Yet in the same situation, they may claim that in fact their world is ending. So when they are in a moment of need, everybody needs to stop and run to their aid. Yet when you're in the same position, you are overly dramatic. Gaslighters often shift the blame. They twist the situation so it's your fault rather than theirs. They might claim that if you acted differently, then they would have treated you differently. People who engage in bullying and emotional abuse are notorious for denying that they did anything wrong. To do this, they avoid taking responsibility for their poor choices. It's never them. It's everybody else. Gaslighters have a way of using their words as a tool to really confuse you. They will often use loving words to try to smooth things over. You know how much I love you? I would never hurt you on purpose or some such crap like that. Gaslighters are masters at retelling stories in a way that favours them. They always paint things differently to avoid any blame in the situation. So gaslighters are master manipulators in everything they do. Gaslighters are good at it, and they will claim that you are, in fact, the gaslighter and they are nothing more than the victim. So, see, the issue here is not using the term correctly. To claim someone is gaslighting you when that simply isn't the case is a very serious accusation. It implies a deeper level of serious manipulation and psychological abuse. It simply isn't a term that should be used lightly. I've only ever known one gaslighter, and she was a terrible, terrible human and deserves the term being assigned to her because she definitely fits the definition of crazy. This individual was subsequently booted from my life due to this and many other disgusting behaviours but I urge you to be very careful when you're conversing or dealing with a gaslighter. Let's summarize some tangible signs of gaslighting. So these might be when someone is lying about or denying something and refusing to admit the lie, even when you show them proof. It's insisting that an event or behavior you witnessed never happened, or that you're remembering it wrong. It's spreading rumors and gossip about you, or telling you that other people are gossiping about you. It's changing the subject or refusing to listen when confronted about a lie or other gaslighting behavior. It's telling you that you're overreacting when you call them out. It's blame shifting, saying that, look, if you acted differently, I would therefore treat you differently. So, If you look at this situation, it's your fault, not mine. It's trying to smooth things over with these loving words that I mentioned that don't match their actions. It's twisting a story to manipulate abusive behavior. It's minimizing their hurtful behaviors or words, saying things like, oh my God, that was a joke, or oh my God, you are so sensitive. And it's also separating you from your friends and family who actually might recognize that you are being gaslit. Okay, so let's break it down. (laughs) What are some questions you need to ask yourself to identify if there is someone in your life gaslighting you? Let me run through a couple. Are you doubting your own feelings? Are you doubting your reality and becoming confused with the reality being presented to you by this person? Are you questioning your own judgment? Are you maybe not sharing your opinions with this person so you often find yourself staying quiet? Do you feel like you're walking on eggshells around this person? Do you feel like everyone thinks you're crazy? Do you feel like you're always in the wrong with this person? Are you starting to feel disappointed in yourself? Are you often confused with who you are? Are you continuously worried that Maybe I am too sensitive. Do you dread having this person around you or seeing them pop up on your phone? Do you feel like you are consistently apologizing to this person? And are you second guessing yourself? If you have answered yes to these questions and you are thinking about a specific person, then you could be being gaslit problem with having a gaslighter in your life is that slowly but surely your mental health will be impacted. You will soon see consequences of this behavior. Things like maybe you're having trouble making simple decisions. Maybe you're making excuses for the person's behavior to other friends or family. Maybe you are constantly second-guessing yourself. Maybe you're blaming yourself for how the other person treats you. Maybe you are spending time trying to convince yourself that the person's behaviour isn't really that bad, right? They're a really good friend and they're a good person to have around. Surely it's not that bad, right? Maybe you're questioning your own feelings, judgments or observations. Maybe you're feeling lonely. Maybe you're feeling trapped by this person. Maybe you're doubting your own memory leading to you doubting your own sanity. Maybe you are staying quiet and just not sharing your opinion because it's just easier to be quiet. Maybe you're on edge and you're feeling threatened at the same time. Maybe you're starting to believe what the gaslighter tells you about yourself and and maybe you are crazy. Maybe you are apologizing for your actions. What about some common phrases that you can keep an eye out for. So let's let's talk about a couple. So maybe it is this whole you're so sensitive or you're too sensitive. Maybe it's uh, stop acting crazy. You sound crazy, or it could be a a simple you're just being paranoid. Maybe it's a uh, no. I don't remember it that way. You're actually making that up. Maybe it's a uh, I think you're imagining things, or you're overreacting, or. You're so dramatic. You're always so dramatic. Maybe it's a, that never happened, which is one of the most frustrating comments a gaslighter can make, especially when you were there and you saw it with your own eyes. That is one of the most frustrating. Maybe it's a, you're hysterical. (laughs) Oh God, he's so... You're hysterical. I don't think I've ever been hysterical. And if someone was to use that on me, I'd be like, yeah, fuck off. Um, You're hysterical for using that term. And now come here so I can kick you in the throat. So there are common (laughs) phrases that you can actually look out for. The problem with gaslighters is that they're probably displaying other traits or issues such as narcissistic traits, maybe they're victim card players, or maybe they're suffering a serious untreated mental illness, which was the case with the person I knew. Um, But funnily enough, everything that I just mentioned was appropriate for this person. (laughs) So you could always tick every box, um, probably need to lock them up in a padded shell because they were just batshit bonkers. So these people are really good at what they do and they've usually convinced themselves that all these lies that are coming out of their mouths are actually real. They've become so detached from reality that they truly believe what is coming out of their mouths. They truly believe all the drama they've created and are living in. And when I reflect on this, I think, you know, that's a really, really sad thought process to be so removed from reality um, and not being able to grasp what's actually going on around you. It's sort of an indicator that, you know, there's, there's other stuff going on here and this person probably needs professional help. So what do we do if someone is gaslighting us? First and foremost, just step away. Physically, mentally, emotionally, it's time to just step the hell away from that person. Second is to start to um, collate your evidence. And what I mean by that is, keep records of some of these discussions. So you can actually look back at things that actually occurred. And this should really give you confidence in your perception of the reality you're in. The third is to create clear boundaries. And we've spoken about this a fair bit, But it's about making those boundaries clear, holding these people accountable and enforcing those boundaries. Fourth is to make sure that you are conversing with other people. Have a chat to a different friend or maybe a family member about what is going on and seek their input or thoughts. The fifth is actually focus on the person's actions rather than their words. Their words can mean very little if they're a gaslighter and um, the actions will show you the true individual behind the words I think an important point is don't waste your time and effort arguing with this person they're never going to admit they're wrong they're never going to see anything from your perspective and in their mind they're probably thinking oh the world is out to get me you will not change that you will not change this person's mind avoid the confrontation because it's not worth your time and energy You will not walk out of that argument feeling satisfied. You are going to walk out of that and you're going to be like, well, (laughs) fuck this. Um, It's going to be exhausting and it's just going to be such a waste of your time. So the other, the final thought I have around dealing with a gaslighter, it comes back to assessing the value of the relationship you have with this person. Is it serving you? If not, it's time to say bye. Toodaloo, move on, motherfucker, later. Let's get back to the use of the term gaslit. If I can change anything in your mind today, it is the free and frequent use of the term. If you are hearing someone use this term lightly, it is time for us to step in and educate them on the seriousness of the term. If you are dealing with a gaslighter and they're claiming that you have gaslit them, and this is simply not the case, and you have the evidence, you need to call them out on the term and educate them to prevent them from using it again inappropriately. The issue with the term being thrown around so freely is people that aren't educated enough to understand the term don't understand the impact of using the term on somebody else. So it's really important that we use terms, words, or phrases correctly. And I do have a really big issue with serious terms or words being thrown around without these people understanding the true meaning of the term. It really shits me. So I think I've mentioned before, but it comes back to things like, let me give you a couple of examples. It comes back to um, people saying things like, oh, I have OCD because I need all my shoes facing in the same direction or, oh, you know, I have OCD, I can't have the volume on the television on an odd number. Or it could be, oh, you know, I have to have all of my clothes sorted by color, whatever it might be. That is not OCD. That is just a preference for how things are. OCD is a very serious and debilitating condition, and it can negatively impact on an individual's ability to live and function. It's, it's like people using the term bipolar. So calling someone bipolar. Bipolar doesn't mean angry or <laughs> crazy outbursts. Bipolar is a very serious disorder that people suffer with and they go through extreme bouts of depression with suicide tendencies at times and extreme manic episodes where they are completely detached from their actions. So it's completely inappropriate for us to be using serious terms, much like the term gaslit, and throwing it around so freely. We need to stop this. We need to stop using terms as a means to insult or belittle someone. It's just simply not good enough. If you do not understand the true meaning of the word, don't use it. I have some similar issues when it comes to um, students and marking student assessments. And you will often find them, that some students are using words that they don't understand the true meaning of. Maybe they've uh, used a word too much, they've right clicked and gone, oh, thesaurus, and then picked a word that looked good. If you don't understand the meaning of the word and you haven't looked that meaning up, please don't use it. <laughs> it's the same thing. Don't use it if you truly don't understand what it means, because if the chances are you're probably using it completely wrong. And the person who's hearing it or reading it is thinking, is this person fucking serious? (laughs) So my thoughts on gaslighting. Let's not use the term unless we understand it. And let's educate people who are using it. Um, I, I read something about, you know, there's been an uptake in people using the word since Trump used it in 2018. We just need to stop, okay? We need to stop. It's like using the terms like, oh, that's an orphan, that's an orphan, whatever. You don't use those types of terms because they're serious and they can have lasting impacts. Um, If you are dealing with a gaslighter in your life and you have truly identified based on the criteria that I've discussed, then I think you need to seriously look at what do I do to preserve my sanity and my peace? Um, Because being around someone like this is so draining it's exhausting, the compulsive lying, and then you're constantly there going, that's not what happened, or they told me something totally different a week ago. And, you know, I used to catch the person out in so many lies, and it got to the point for me where I was just like, I can't even be bothered. <laughs> like, the, I can't even be bothered responding to a simple text that says, hi, because <laughs> I'm like, that's probably a lie as well. <laughs> so anyway, um let's stop using it if you are dealing with somebody who is gaslighting you try implementing some of the the different tips and tricks that i've discussed um ideally at the end of the day sometimes it's healthier just to completely step back from this person sometimes it's just not worth it As with every episode, we end on a lighter note, and today <laughs> we're going to discuss some normal things that make me super anxious. And what I mean by this is normal activities in life that spike my anxiety. <laughs> so I've got five. The first is taking a bath. Okay, you will never, ever hear me say, oh, I'm going to go run a bath or I'm going to go jump in a bath. No, never, never. Never. My first issue is sitting in warm water that's dirty from my body is foul and so boring. It just makes me so anxious. I'm always thinking to myself, how long do I sit here for? How long is, you know, appropriate for a bath? Do you sit there for five minutes or for 20 And what do you do when the water cools down? Are you letting the water out, then topping it up with hot water? It seems just absolutely ridiculous. And then what do you do? Even if I'm sitting there for five minutes, do I stare at the wall? Do I look at the water? Like, what the hell do I do? I have no idea what to do in a bath. And sitting there in warm water really just makes me so anxious. (laughs) So taking a bath is the first thing that spikes my anxiety. The second is getting my hair or nails done. Sitting, waiting for someone to do something really makes me feel anxious. I'm always thinking, oh, there's a million other things I could be doing right now. So usually I have my hair dyed and if they leave me sitting there after the timer has gone off, I get super anxious that my hair is going to get burnt off my scalp. I also get really anxious if they leave me to go and do like a cut or something in the middle of, um, you know, waiting for some sort of colour to process, like it, it really makes me anxious. And I'm there going, oh my God, how long's the cut going to take? How long is it going to take for him to get back here? How long? And I'm like up in my own head, completely stressing out. I really, truly hate sitting and waiting for someone to service me <laughs> um, because it really spikes my anxiety. My third is, I really hate hobbies and projects that take considerable time. <laughs> so things like painting by numbers, or those little gems that have the numbers on them that you stick onto the fabric stuff. I hate that stuff. <laughs> I really hate it. Um, I don't understand like why does it take so long and I just don't have the patience to be sitting there like like you know painting in between lines or putting little gems like it's just it's infuriating I um don't find it calming I don't find it relaxing I just find it really annoying and aggravating and I just don't know how people could go oh this is like a good way to spend my time oh no, on that same vein, my fourth is adult colouring. <laughs> so, like, colouring in an adult colouring book. I tried it. I really hated it. Um, it really was so boring. It didn't stop my mind from running around and thinking about a million other things. I think my brain is far too active to be, like, kind of sitting doing something like that. I also, like, <laughs> like there's no enjoyment for me about coloring in lines like there's just no enjoyment and like the second if the tiniest bit would go outside the lines that's it it's ruined for me I'd have to like throw that out and, or start again so it's just adult coloring is not for me and the fifth thing that really spikes my anxiety is being late to anything so I would prefer to get there early and have to wait than to run late I, I would really hate for people to think that I don't care about whatever it is, and therefore I'm just kind of running on my own clock or my own calendar. I, I really just don't like running late. And if I am running late, um, and like I'm driving or I'm on a bus, I will be sitting there the whole time thinking about, oh my God, I'm going to be four minutes late. I'm going to be three minutes late. I'm going to be 10 minutes late. And it stresses me the hell out. I really, really hate being late. That's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed today's topic on gaslighting as a term and people who really make a living <laughs> out of gaslighting. I hope it's given you a little insight and change your perspective on throwing that term around as freely as people do. It really makes me feel uncomfortable. Join me next week when I tackle the topic of entitlement or being entitled more specifically People who feel entitled and that they are owed something, or that they socially have a right to something due to another factor. This is something I've seen a lot of lately. This is a topic I'm really excited to dive into. In the meantime, let's hang out on social media. Hit me up at Aesthetic Vibes Pod. Drop me an email at outlook.com Visit my website, aestheticvibespodcast.com. Um, yeah, that's probably it. So until next time. Bye-bye.